What's cracking, everybody? Welcome back to the Players Club Podcast, episode 57, coming at you. I was about to say live today, but that is a goddamn lie. But it is going to be pretty live on the show today because we do have a guest here. Um, now, before I get to the guests, let me go ahead and introduce the homie that you already know from me. I'm Emmett Watkins Jr., but you know I'm joined here today by Alan Muir. What's up, Al? I've been up for like five hours because I oh. do a late night recording of when. Oh, okay. Wait, well, yeah, I thought that wrapped up earlier. Uh, no, uh, I had to. I, I was late up. I was up late doing some editing because mm-hmm. Graydon again said something I had to take out. <laughs> okay. Oh boy, Graydon! I swear to God, that man needs to. I was gonna say he needs to watch his mouth, but I'm also like, he's the guy who low key put. Uh, tell me why is our game of the year last year so <laughs> he balances out um but in any case uh thank you for hopping on with me but we also have another guest here you might know him from the player player podcast and other places on the internet in which he's a cool dude welcome joseph hooper the hoop man how you doing bro hey man i'm doing great uh nice and early on a, a wednesday morning uh to talk yeah. about some video games man i'm, I'm glad to be here I'm ready to spit some predictions. Hell yeah, man. And I'm ready to spit them with you because even as soon as this morning, we got new stuff to talk about. So uh, it's going to be a really good one. Um, for folks who saw the headline, saw the title, yes, we're going to be talking about some of the pre-E3 stuff that is going on. Uh, within the last week, we got a bunch of a uh, bunch of events for a bunch of different types of games. We're going to talk about some of those and just what we thought of those events. And then right at the end there, we're going to give a few brief predictions for some of the stuff we have coming up uh including you know the xbox bethesda showcase that recently got announced the battlefield reveal next week uh the saints row dead island time splitters uh coke media thing uh and then the nintendo direct that just got announced this morning as we're recording so uh yeah we're gonna crack into all that but first Let's talk about some of the stuff that happened last week. A whole lot of things got announced. Now, first off, let me ask this real quick before we even get into the one at the top on this document. How many of us care about Dragon Quest? They're starting to get me. They're starting to get me. I've never played it. But with this recent announcement, whenever you say, yeah, like we're dropping something and now it's a little more adult, I'm like, okay, I'm listening. I'm a little more adult. Uh, So maybe this new one will be for me. So I don't know. Yeah, well, I'll be damned. I, I only asked because I totally forgot to put Dragon Quest news in here. And I was like, well, I think I'll be okay because I don't think anyone cares about Dragon Quest. And here you are proving me wrong. Well, um, yeah, let's not get carried away. I don't care enough to have a full discussion. Uh, I've, I've, I've never played a Dragon Quest. You know, Dragon Quest uh, 12 or whatever is on the Xbox Game Pass. So maybe I'll play it someday. But I'm, I'm interested. Not, not, a, not, you know, a fan or, or excited, but I'm interested. Yeah, you're talking about the one with like the fire logo, right? Correct. Okay, yeah, that did look like an interesting diversion from the original, the cutesy Dragon Course world I'm familiar with, with all the slimes that smile. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm interested to see what that will be in the future. See if that's like some cool edgy T-rated Dragon Quest game. Yeah, who knows? Hey, yeah, time will tell on that one. Uh, Al, any any Dragon Quest things you want to mention real quick before we crack into the rest of this news? Own, I think Dragon Dragon Quest Three on Switch just mm. picked up in a sale one day. Yes, but been hitting I'm the spot probably, at all? I I never I haven't played it yet. Oh well, <laughs> I know that feeling. Huh. Well, yeah. In any case, this there there was a big Dragon Quest 
announcement thing. They announced like five different games and, you know, did a bunch of stuff for their 35th anniversary. So if you're interested, go ahead and look that up because I'm going to keep it frank. Looks like we're not going to be the best place for Dragon Quest news. But uh, I feel like we have a lot more to say about some of these other items on the list here. So right at the top here, Far Cry 6 uh, recently had a reveal thing where they said it was going to start at like 930 and then there was a 30 minute countdown. <laughs> which sucked for everyone, but we got some new information. We got a release date of October 7th. We got the fact that you're going to be able to choose your character once again, male or female, but it's going to be fully voiced with third-person segments and cutscenes for the first time in a while. Uh, and it looks really, really interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start with you, Joseph, again. Uh, what did you think of this Far Cry 6 reveal? Yeah, so uh, I guess some background. Uh, my first Far Cry game was Far Cry 3. I played Far Cry 4, and I skipped out on Far Cry 5. Um, so looking at this trailer, uh, you know, I have mixed feelings, right? Like, it looks interesting. The story looks uh, possibly more interesting than ever. Uh, we got, you know, Gus Fring, I forgot his real name, uh, as the villain. And, like, the gameplay and the and the mechanics look really crisp. But for some reason, I'm just not too pumped about the setting. Um, when looking at the gameplay, in my opinion, it felt like there was, like, a little yellow filter over everything. And it just didn't really kind of ring as exciting as, like, all the colorful palettes that we've had in the past. So mm. um, this is kind of just one that, you know, it looks interesting. Will I pick it up? Will it be another, like, you know, Far Cry game that we've seen over and over again where you're clearing stuff and blah, blah, blah? Uh, I think I'll just wait for reviewers to see how well the story is delivered, and then that'll probably determine if I pick it up or not. Mm. Damn, okay, fair enough. That's slightly more down than a lot of the internet's been. Um, yeah. But I, I can understand it. I mean, you, you make a good argument. It has been a little bit, uh, it's a little bit different in ways that maybe isn't for everyone. I don't know. Al, what do you think about this uh, Far Cry 6 stuff we've gotten? Uh, my first Far Cry was, uh, I think, is either... It was one of the ones that was on 360. Although, like, not Far Cry 3, but, like, the ones... Like, Far Cry Classic or 2? No, like, the ones that had the subtitle, like, Predator. Like Blood Predator. Dragon or something, Primal. Oh, oh, I know the one you're talking about. The, the fake sequel to the first game where you had, like, superpowers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Christ, that's an obscure one. <laughs> I respect it, though. <laughs> I like... I liked what I saw in the... in the... Uh, in the trailer. Mm -hmm. I really love that dog. Oh, true. Yeah. True. That dog is very precious. Yes. Like it's it's Sophie's choice for me now, but but it's, instead of the kids, it's the gator and the dog. Come on, the dog is so cute though. The gator's not cute. You can't resist the dog. Yeah, that's, that's the true. gator's wearing a, t a shirt though. That's that's also true. A lot of facts. Yeah. The, the dog's wearing a wheelchair. <laughs> wearing a wheelchair, not wearing. <laughs> Might not be the correct English, but <laughs> um, yeah, considering how the pandemic has changed uh, or affected games, I think I'm probably also going to wait until reviews come in to see how mm. game is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Shoot. Well, I guess I'm the only one who's like, I'm probably the most positive, but maybe not by much. <laughs> oh wait, what am I talking about? Yeah. I still have. I'm still sub subscribed to. Uh, Ubisoft Plus. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. You're probably going to just get it no matter what. But um, 
I don't know, man. I I really think the direction they're moving into with this one looks interesting. The whole improvisational nature of, you know, a guerrilla revolution and all the guns are like cobbled together through random parts. Like that type of stuff appeals to me. Uh, Juan Carlos Esposito looks like he's given a good performance and will be an interesting villain. And the fact that there's an actual character you're playing at instead of just a f- nameless, voiceless protagonist like five, I'm really digging. And I think, uh, I think in general, I'm going to be ready to play some more Far Cry because it took me a long time to come around on Far Cry 5, where I've talked about it on previous episodes of the podcast. Um, I started it and was just like, I'm not into this. And the whole the whole bag of worms that its story is trying to be in Montana and tap into the political time of 2015 without really saying it, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it was like, okay, I, I I don't really love that. But I've come back to it recently through uh, the FPS boost on Xbox, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, so I guess once Far Cry 6 comes out, I don't know how serious it'll try to be with its storytelling. It looks like it's still going to have some humor here or there. Um, but if I can turn off the more deep-seated things it's trying to say with its story, I think I'm going to be able to have fun with that gameplay. I just got to wait until I'm in the mood for another Far Cry game because it took me way after 2015 to finally get around to uh, Far Cry 5. So, yeah, we'll see how that works. Yeah, gameplay looked incredible. Like, uh, a lot of the, like, random snippets of, like, uh, her shooting rockets off her back and all the random stuff looked super cool. Um, It's just a matter of, like, when this drops, depending on what else is around it, do I really want to drop $70 on this if it ends up being pretty similar to the other ones? I might end up, you know, waiting. So, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling that same boat here, but hey, come come October 7th, we'll see. There might be new hardware around that time, so Lord only knows. Yeah, exactly, which we'll get to soon, I'm sure. Um, So after Far Cry, uh, we had another, well, actually, Far Cry was one of the last events, but another event that happened within the last week. uh, Sonic Central revealed a whole lot of Sonic the Hedgehog news. Now, uh, God, it's a lot of stuff, y'all. It's it's. It's multiple games, it's multiple cameos in other games, and it's like, it's so much. They made Sonic Chains, which I kind of want. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of Sonic stuff in here. Is there any specific thing that y'all are either excited about, interested in, have a comment about? Because we could go through the list, but I don't know. Let's just focus on the things we care about. Uh, Al, I'm going to go ahead and start with you this time. Is there any Sonic thing here that you're like super jazzed about? Yeah, um, mainly for comedic reasons. Uh, the the DLC for the the Olympic Games game, <laughs> the official Olympic Games. Yeah, that that, that, that video really cool. was just perfect. Yeah, I saw a lot of people eating that video up. Uh, for for those of you who don't know, uh, they're making Sega's making an official Olympic Games video game for, I guess next year's Olympics. I, I'm not sure if it's next year or this year, but. Um, yeah, they're making the official game and it's like super realistic with actual human characters playing the games. And then they just have a guy in a Sonic costume competing in every sport. So yep. like it looks very realistic. Yeah, um, like we're, weirdly we're like, so. I actually thought that it was actually just real, like real time footage. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because he because he's in a suit. It looks like a real person in a suit. Yeah. God. Yeah. Very bizarre. One of the things I loved in that in that whole presentation was all of the random cameos. Cause he's going to be in like two point hospital as well. And it's just the dude in the suit there too. And it's like, is my doctor going to be knuckles? Like what is this? 
uh yeah very very ridiculous stuff but i'm all here for it um how about you joseph what's cracking with you and sonic anything exciting uh, Any- i mm-hmm. mean <laughs> not yeah, much I, I mean i i think i've come to the terms that i may never buy a, another sonic game again uh just because they're not that great like i mean i think we kind of all understand that they're not that great i played sonic mania which you know it's kind of a, an exception to the rule but other than that they're fine so i was just kind of watching it sitting back enjoying it you know i like the five second teaser they gave at the end of the presentation um and then there was like a leak on twitter that basically the game had been play tested by somebody and that person said it was trash so yeah. i mean it's just it's just a fun time for me you know i'm happy for the sonic fans i hope they get something to eat on but uh i'm just i'm just here to watch on the sidelines you know what? I generally feel that way. Not not to the point where I'm like, I'll probably never buy a Sonic game, but to the point where I don't really care too much about Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, it, it just is what it is. Don't mean anything by it. I will say, though, uh, Sonic Colors, I'm not going to play that, but I'm happy people are getting that since that game was trapped on the Wii. Um, we should do that with more games. I've always wanted to play the Conduit 1 and 2 and Red Steel, and those are stuck on the Wii. So, like, Ubisoft and other developer who made the conduit. Come on, let's get that shit on other platforms, please. Um, but yeah, uh, that stuff I'm excited about, or I guess interested in. And then also uh, the new Sonic game, Sonic Rangers, that they kind of teased at the end there. That from the leaks, quote unquote leaks, um, that have come out, it seems like that's going to be like a Breath of the Wild open worldy type Sonic game, mm-hmm. which with his speed sounds like an idea that i'm mad doesn't exist already so yeah hopefully that ends up being a good thing uh we'll find out more about it later i'm sure but yeah that sounds like it could be really really cool i just don't know if that will actually pan out because this is sonic (laughs) oh boy but yeah so i guess that's enough of the sonic event we don't have too much exciting to talk about there um but this next one I feel is going to be one of the big ones that happened in the last week. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West showed out 14 minutes of new gameplay. And I don't know about y'all. That game looks dope as fuck. I'm very, very, very excited for that one. Um, Al, I'm going to go ahead and start with you this time. Um, what did you think of this Horizon Forbidden West gameplay? Is this uh, tickling your fancy? or I mean, I can't imagine how it wouldn't. But <laughs> tell me what you thought about it. <laughs> As I've mentioned on this on the on the show many times, I still I've yet to beat Horizon because something always gets in the way. Mm. Whether it's another game or something I have to write, um, I, so I chose not to watch the footage. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, but I, I did see the obvious meme that's been making the rounds. Oh yeah, not the me. higher fans meme. Yeah. You you wait, Joseph. Have you not seen this on Twitter? I've seen it. Trust me, I've seen okay. it. <laughs> I wish I hadn't. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of wish I hadn't. But then I checked. I actually found the tweet eventually, and God, the internet is just ducking on him to such an excessive degree to where I'm like, all right, I don't have to say anything about this. <laughs> so yeah, that that whole thing is just wild. I'm not even going to share it for listeners. Like, if you want to know, you can go look it up. Damn near every person in the games industry has tweeted about it, so you could probably find it if you go back a week or two. Um, in any case, yeah, I... Oh, wait, Joseph, what did you think about this uh, Forbidden West gameplay? Because I think you might have seen it. Sure, I, I definitely seen it. I actually watched it twice because I had to watch it in 4K. 
uh, after I watch this stream. And uh, I'll say this. I, I've gone on record saying that Horizon Zero Dawn is overrated. Uh, I'll stand by that because people talk about wow. it like it is a God of War, um, like it is like, you know, wow. the best Sony property. I don't necessarily wow. agree with that, but it is still a really, really good game. Just like Spider-Man is a really good game, but people don't really regard it as, you know, the best, you know, highest quality game. Um, I think what Horizon Zero Dawn did well was like the machines, uh, the environment, like the graphics, all that stuff seems like they're iterating on that in a big way from this trailer so everything i loved it seems like they're taking it up a notch um i'm really excited about all the uh you know robot combat and, and interactions you'll have in the game and it looks like the enemy the human enemy combat might be a little more interesting so i'm excited about that uh the one thing that i'm not excited about which i hated in horizon zero dawn was all of the side missions that dealt with the humans and the random villages, I, I just felt like I did not ever care about any of those side quests or that story. Um, and once again, you know, in the trailer, they're like, hey, look at this guy that, you know, is supposed to be your best friend from the game. And I'm like, I literally don't even remember his purpose in the first game. So I really hope that uh, with this next one, they, they really make a more interesting side narrative for a lot of these towns and and settlements that that you find within the game but honestly even if they don't do that i think this game will still be amazing because uh all the things they showed are things that i'm super jazzed about so uh i'm really excited about playing this on the ps5 and, and 4k or whatever resolution it, it'll be in uh 4k 60 um so just give it to me you know will it be the next god of war i don't know you know i don't know if it's gonna hit 9.5 10 territory but it looks good regardless. I can't believe what my ears have just heard. <laughs> I said a lot, so I don't know what part you're appalled at, but it is overrated. I'll stand by that, and I'll die on that hill. All right. Well, I'm not going to shoot you on the hill. <laughs> Maybe I should, but I won't today. Maybe you should, yeah. <laughs> um, I, on the other hand, I Horizon Zero Dawn is one of my favorite games of all time. It's like top 10 for me. Um I, I will concede that it does just do a lot of stuff other open world games have done, but it puts it in just a new enough wrapper and just tailors itself to my interests to where I just like it. So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it is what it is. Like, you know, I know it, I know things aren't going to resonate with everybody, but um, yeah, I love the first game a whole lot. So this uh, this demo for the new one really has me excited. I was a little bit disappointed that they, if it's going to be playing on PS5, like show it show its ps5ness like i'm gonna keep it real with you chief i didn't think that trailer that demo didn't look like it couldn't run on a ps4 no i mean and yeah they they can't because it will run on a ps4 right yeah. so uh yeah i completely agree with that and that's another thing where it's like you know this is just a sequel right this is not supposed to be the marquee sony masterpiece that really cements the ps5 like in the beginning of the generation. That's not necessarily what it's supposed to be. So I'm I'm ready to accept that, hey, this is just going to be a really good sequel. It'll be on the PS4. It'll look great on the PS5, but it might not have all the bells and whistles that uh, Rift Apart or whatever might have. I mean, it's, it's less that I want bells and whistles, but like, because like I have no problem with, you know, releasing a PS4 version. You know, Spider-Man did mm -hmm. that. And of course, it looked great on PS5. So right. Not bugging about that, but if you're gonna show off the demo and tout it as a PS5 thing, give put it in like 60 frames a second so we can at least see like the hardware doing extra work. Cause I'm sure at 30 frames is still gonna look great on PS4. Um, 
so that was a little bit of a nitpick of mine. The game looks gorgeous, like just colors are popping off, just looking at all the hallmarks of San Francisco, just destroyed after all these years. It's really cool. And I'm sure people who actually lived there would <laughs> recognize a lot more than me. Um, but yeah, that type of stuff was neat. A lot of new mechanics. Al Aloy, uh, her, I forget, her basically her glider and her like grappling hook and her little focus thing that highlights uh climb points all that stuff is very exciting for me because yeah yeah because i i'm the type who just walked around that world in horizon forever and just had so much fun just stumbling upon stuff i feel like those mechanics are going to help the stumbling upon stuff part be more engaging so very excited for that and of course you said melee combat with regular human enemies looks like it's going to be more engaging and some of the new elephant creatures look exciting as well so mm -hmm. uh yeah man i'm excited for this al i'm gonna tell you right now you got probably a couple more months before this game comes out to beat the first one because that first one's worth playing my guy so it is it is like i platinumed it for the record so anybody that's that wants to come at me and say how dare he say it's overrated i platinumed it it's a fantastic game and this the second one is going to be an auto cop so yeah man i still love the franchise i like the idea only in games are we like that where it's like oh man i ate 20 pounds of sushi just to prove that i hate it like <laughs> yeah 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 oh boy i i love gamers man um but in any <laughs> but in any case yeah horizon forbidden west looks fucking sick as hell i'm excited for it uh do y'all think it's coming out this year? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I think it is because, I mean, it's so, it, so this is really weird to me how Sony did this state of play. Um, like, why else would you do the state of play if not to showcase, hey, like, this is a big fall title? Because um, they're not going to really, they haven't announced any E3 plans. They haven't announced like an, a state of play type deal in June. So they're just going to let us sit on this horizon state of play and then play ratchet and then i guess in july come back and be like horizons in fall most likely that's my my guess otherwise i think it's super weird that they show the state of play and then almost never come back to it unless they just don't have anything big for the fall but that's not very playstation like so i think it's coming out in the fall al what are you thinking like early next year well the reason i said i don't think so is because every time i say i try to make a, a prediction I got proven wrong by the universe. So so he's trying to help us out here. Yeah. He's doing the opposite of what we all actually want. Yeah, fair. Well, Every in that day case, for me is opposite day. <laughs> okay. Living in a SpongeBob episode. God, that must be hard to breathe. Uh, <laughs> in any case, yeah, I, I think, yeah, this, the fact that they didn't show a date at the end of this presentation does concern me a little bit, but I think they're doing that more so out of the fact that they don't know what the fall is going to really look like yet. Yeah. Like Far Cry 6 is one of the first things we got confirmed for the fall. And there's just a lot of like COVID delays and stuff that might push stuff back all the way to the fall. Um, there's a rumor of new Switch hardware coming out, which is going to come with some games and whatnot. So like, you know, there there's so many moving variables. I don't think they want to commit to something this far out when they could easily just hold it for July or, God forbid, August and say, all right, it's coming out November or something right at the last minute so they can, you know, make sure their ducks are in a row or whatever you want to say. Yeah, I, I mean, the way I see it is like Sony has not missed a beat for quite some time now, uh, especially like, you know, the last half of the PS4 generation going into this PS5 generation. So, you know, Microsoft, yeah, they didn't launch a game last fall. 
they kind of got slammed for it, but they were all right. PlayStation, I can't see them not launching a big title, you know, and, and what else would they launch? Would they launch God of War Ragnarok? I doubt it. I doubt that's, I doubt that's more ready than Horizon Forbidden West. So I feel like it has to be this fall or they will have not really much to talk about, I would guess, unless they have some ace up their sleeve. So, I mean, um, I technically, know. technically, Deathloop is coming out in the fall, and that's PS5 exclusive. That could be their big exclusive, but that's a big ass asterisk I mean, with the coming from Bethesda. A, I feel like you're walking into like a you're activating somebody's trap card, right? Like I can already see the headlines like PlayStation's biggest game is a Microsoft owned studio, blah blah blah. Like I, I just <laughs> I feel like they they're too on top of it to have their big game be Deathloop. No, no offense to Deathloop, that's probably one of my most anticipated games, but. Um, just the marketing power they're giving behind uh, Horizon, I feel like it's, it's probably coming this fall. We'll see, though. We'll see. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I guess, like you said, time will tell. We got a couple more. I feel like by the end of E3, we'll know the answer to that because I'm sure they're waiting for all this other stuff for Nintendo mainly. But yeah. huh, we will see. We will see. Quick question but, on that. Do, do we oh, really yeah. think that uh, I know that, you know, Breath of the Wild came out and kind of. Uh, stole Horizon's Thunder uh, the first time. Do we really think that PlayStation cares about what Nintendo's doing here? I feel like PlayStation could probably, you know, pile not pile drive, but just drive through whatever Nintendo's plans are and still have a good a good fall. It's it's less that I think that Sony cares about Nintendo messing up their sales and whatnot. It's that I think PlayStation cares a whole lot about what critics think and like their review scores. I mean, look at Days Gone. Days Gone sold well, but because it didn't get eights and nines, they canceled that sequel. Mm -hmm. So God forbid Horizon Forbidden West, which is a game that got a lot of high scores initially, but is a game that a lot of critics will say, oh, it doesn't really do too much new. It's, you know, it's it's generic open world game, the open world game. A lot of people said that back then. And so God for they said that right before zelda came out so god forbid they have a new zelda to chomp up when this one comes out and they're comparing those two subconsciously again and then horizon pays the price for that i think that's what sony afraid of okay okay so, i can yeah, see that yeah we'll we'll see what happens because like i said there's so many other variables to consider that why just push it all back for just breath of the wild but um we'll see how that one shakes out you know hopefully we'll all stay human in any case that happens in, in that horrible segue. That was not a great segue. I am not proud of that one at all. <laughs> but the, the next game that got talked about in the last week was Dying Light 2, Stay Human, uh, coming out December 7th on all platforms except the Switch, because you know how it is. Um, yeah, Dying Light 2, it looks interesting. <laughs> I don't know, it just, I, I don't know what it is about Dying Light 2, where I was way more excited about it when it first got talked about and revealed, and the closer we get to release, the more I'm like, all right, this is just a zombie game. Um, it, it, am I the only one on that one? Here, I'll, I'll start with you, Joseph. Am I the only one who's like kind of lukewarm on Dying Light 2? Uh, so I feel like we're, we're at opposites uh, today because I'm, I'm not necessarily hyped on it, but it is a little more interesting than I led on to believe. Like going into the trailer or the presentation, I had zero hype, didn't really expect anything. Watching the trailer, okay, if they deliver on their promises, this could be a solid, you know, chill double A type game, right? Um, the mm -hmm. the way they talked about like the factions 
and you know the way that the free running mechanics looked i was kind of interested so uh, i'm not completely like will i buy it probably not unless you know people do confirm that hey like everything they said they completely de delivered on um but i i'm um, same with Far Cry. I'm kind of sitting on the sidelines and saying, okay, this is this got my attention. Let's see if they can actually uh, bring it across the finish line. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Are you are you feeling the same type of boat, Al? Or are you kind of interested in this at all? I really wish I didn't have a crippling fear of zombies. So, or else oh. I'd play the game because but I, I really liked what I saw. Okay. And uh, on when last night, uh, me and Raul or Raul mainly was just he was really excited too mm, okay does this let me ask was Graydon on that episode yeah he's the host of he's the host of one well <laughs> he is the host but like y'all have done episodes without different members and stuff I just wanted to know is he because I know he's Mr. Dead Island too is he tickling any fancies with this Dying Light 2 stuff at all is that filling that void um he he, he actually said that he's also afraid like too afraid to play the game my God. Dude, why do we play so many zombie games that we're legitimately afraid of? Oh, boy. You know what? I can't even roast you too much because I went and farmed all the achievements in Conan Exiles and I had to fight a big spider and I had to look away from the screen the entire time. So, <laughs> like, I, I, I understand the, the struggle, but hey, it does look like Techland's doing some unique things and it's not just fight some zombies. There's a lot of, like, moral choice things and your choices have consequences like that type of stuff seems interesting combat looks interesting parkour i'm really fucking with but ultimately i just look at it and i'm like all right it's another zombie game and i thought that about the original dying light where i was just like all right looks fun a lot of people love the original dying light but every time i got into it i'm just like it's a zombie game <laughs> like i don't know maybe i just need a stronger hook or maybe once i actually see in engine with the HUD and everything gameplay, then I'll be interested. But mm -hmm. for right now, it's just, you know, it is what it is, you know? Yeah, I, I think you uh, hit the nail on the head. It definitely could be end up being a, another zombie game, totally. I just feel like uh, their presentation was really well put together in terms of, like, basically trying to explain their vision. Like, I really like the idea that, hey, like, at night, it becomes hella dangerous outside. Um, you got to really watch your back, but then you guys can go into like the dens of the zombie dens or whatever, and kind of explore around, uh, while all the zombies are roaming the streets. I like that or not zombies infected or, or roaming the streets. So I like that concept, but you know, it, it's, it's definitely a lot of things that can easily get old within the first hour, uh, a couple hours. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely a wait and see type game for me. Okay, yeah, I won't hold my breath on it, but come December seventh, I'll see. I'll see if the reviews are good for it. So yeah, yeah. interesting stuff there. Um, so that's pretty much all the stuff that happened within the last week since we've last recorded. Um, so now let's talk about some of the stuff that's coming up. We have what E three starts on the eleventh. I think it's the eleventh oh. to the thirteenth of June. Pretty sure that's correct, right? All right, hold yes. up. At E three, twelfth starts on the twelfth. 12th or 15th, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, 12th through 15th. That's correct, that's correct. Um, well, in that case, we, we still have a good almost week, maybe closer to two weeks until this event really kicks off in stride. Oh, it's June 12th to the 15th. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Um, 
so yeah, since we're we're waiting on all that stuff to kick off for the official event, but there's a whole bunch of stuff happening beforehand. Um, we've already talked about some of it in the previous in previous episodes here, um, and we're gonna bring some of our predictions from there over here as well. But I just wanted to get just quickly. We'll do one, just one additional. Uh, prediction for each of these four events here now we have four events that are coming up we have the xbox bethesda showcase which is coming up on the 13th the battlefield reveal coming up on june 9th the coke media presentation which okay i keep saying coke but i think it's actually pronounced cock but i flinch no. when i say that <laughs> phrase no please so maybe okay it's for the 11th so the i'm just gonna say coach i know it's not coach but but hey, if you're, we have a Nintendo Direct that just got announced today that's set for, uh, I want to say it's the 13th. Let me open up this article. It is set for the 15th, actually. So the last day of E3. Um, God, that really changes things I was going to say for that. Um, <clears throat> so let's go ahead and start with the Xbox Bethesda showcase here. Um, so Joseph, I'll start with you because I know me and Al did a couple of predictions for this earlier. Um, what is one thing that you're hoping to see and or one thing that you think we will see? Yeah, so I feel like uh, E3 this year is going to be pretty lit, but I think it's going to be boring for people that expect like a lot of crazy new announcements. So uh, Microsoft had Halo and Starfield on their little marketing. I feel like that's probably going to be the kind of the two biggest tent poles that we'll get out of that press conference uh so i'm looking forward to that but you know if i if i want to be spicy if i want to come on on this podcast and be memorable right i gotta say okay. something that uh that might not happen but i would love to see happen which is uh go ahead and and try arcane whoever out and uh go ahead and give us a dishonored three announcement that's what i would really uh, I think would spice up the entire conference, get me specifically hyped. I know they're working on Deathloop. They're trying to get that out of the door, but I'm sure they got two teams at this point. Get us Dishonored 3. Tell us you're working on it and uh, get me hyped. <laughs> all right, buddy. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I, I will say now that they've been purchased by Microsoft and they have that tech, that not unlimited, but unlimited money pool to just pull from, that the case for Dishonored 3 sounds a lot more solid now since they have that stability. But like they're literally putting out Deathloop to make a more accessible Dishonored. <laughs> like Yeah, a hundred percent. And trust me, there's nobody that believes less in this prediction than myself. But you know, it's something like I really think like the Microsoft conference is gonna be super predictable. I, I don't think there's gonna be many crazy bombshells i think they're just gonna fill out what they've already told us so uh i need a hype announcement and it's either gonna be death loop 3 or wolfenstein 3 most likely wolfenstein but i i really want to see a death loop 3 or not a death Loop 3 sorry dishonored 3 i'll comment on that wolfenstein thing real quick everyone's been saying that young blood came out in 2019 which makes me think there's not enough time for a new full-scale wolfenstein game but wolfenstein 2 came out 2017 which would kind of make sense there, but I yeah. just, I don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe it because I think the, what, Youngblood was kind of joint Arcane and Machine games. So mm -hmm. if Arcane did most of the heavy lifting on there, then yeah, maybe Machine had enough time to do Wolfenstein 3. I, oh God, I just don't know. That well, just sounds, new, yeah. It probably won't Go be ahead. ready yet, but it'll, it'll probably be announced. It, it could be announced, I'll say. Possibly. What were you going to say, Al? 
uh, with Wolfenstein, with, with um, the first of the of the trilogy, is Wolfenstein, um, then Old Blood, then Two, then Young Blood. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, the That's pattern's true. there, right? So yeah, it makes sense that they at least announce it. It's not coming this year. It may not come next year. Oh, that seems like too far away to announce then. I don't know. I don't know. It, it feels like it throws a cog in the machine when you add in the Indiana Jones announcement that they're working on that. Yeah. And I don't know if they want to muddy the waters. Because now you've announced that you're working on Indiana Jones. So if you drop Wolfenstein 3 in between now and then. Like if they drop Wolfenstein 3 and then they announce Indiana Jones, then it'd be like, okay, great. They did a great job wrapping up Wolfenstein. Now let's get into Indiana Jones. But now it's going to kind of feel like, all right, they're trying to put a bow on Wolfenstein before they throw that out the window and move on to Indiana Jones. So I don't know how the optics are going to look on that. I, I'm sure the game's going to be great. I trust that team, but mm, it just... I mean, like, think about this, right? Like, at the conference, what else, like, what do they talk about, right? They have Starfield on the Bethesda side, but other than that, they have to announce new stuff because everything else is like, they're not going to show Indiana Jones. They're not going to talk about Deathloop or uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, I imagine, because those are PlayStation exclusive. I am. I feel like they have to announce something that they may not want to announce early, but just to you know have some meat, they gotta you know at least mention something new. I'll pause that, and after this, I do want to move on to the other ones. But I think that we're overestimating the Bethesda side of this. I think a big reason why Bethesda wanted to do a joint presentation with Xbox is so they wouldn't have to fill out an hour and a half just talking about their Elder Scrolls card game and all the updates coming to Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76 updates. I think they are only going to stick to their biggest guns. I think possibly a Wolfenstein or something, something slightly smaller like that. You're going to get a lot of Starfield, and I think they're going to shut up after that. I think my yeah yeah I think Microsoft is because remember Perfect Dark remake is in Microsoft's camp. Um, Mm -hmm. We still got Sinuous Sacrifice too to look at, or I don't think it's called Sinuous Sacrifice. Hellblade too, and there's a different subtitle, but Saga Sinuous yeah Sinuous Saga. Thank you. So yeah, there's a lot more that Microsoft has on their end to fill it out. I think, but there's this section of the showcase isn't going to be more than 30 minutes. I think Microsoft and their other developers are going to take up the big majority of it. Fair. So yeah. But hey, we'll we'll see what happens with that one. I'm excited for it. I'll say the predictions that me and Al said earlier for just Xbox related stuff. Um Al said Fallout 4 special edition as in a next gen version of Fallout 4 with all the DLC and mm. some new bells and whistles. Okay. Um possible possible i mean if, if this was a regular traditional bethesda conference where they were by themselves that'd be a perfect filler announcement but i don't know maybe they announced that right before starfield get people excited uh but it would also be really weird because fallout 4 was a ps4 game and at this point i could only see them releasing things on xbox so <laughs> we'll see on that one fingers crossed um, I think I had that conversation when we talked about this. So uh, to avoid redoing things that I've said, um, the future of Bethesda at the Xbox conference, I feel like you can low-key just take that one to the bank because they're doing a joint conference anyway. So yeah, I think you were on the money with that one, Al. Um, and was there anything I said related to Xbox? No, there was nothing I said related to Xbox, just those two. So hey, we'll see if those end up being a thing. <laughs> 
So yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, and so we'll move on to the Battlefield uh, reveal event that's going on June 9th. Uh, are y'all excited about new Battlefield at all? I feel like a lot of people have been really antsy and anticipating a new Battlefield for a while. How are we feeling on this one, fellas? Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how they switch it up. Like, I'm, I'm not, you know, super hype. Like, uh, maybe it'll be an Apex killer. Will it? Probably not. Almost definitely not. But Apex I'm interested to see what they got. That's, that's very true. <laughs> I'm an Apex stan, so I have to say that. But um, Al, Al, are you at all a Battlefield person? I, I don't recall you being too big on Battlefield in previous episodes. Uh, I was into Battlefield Bay Company. I'm still holding on hope that a third one will someday get made. Yeah, I honestly, despite me barely have played those games, I am right there with you. I think I think it would serve them well in a world where Call of Duty is always super serious and everything. What if the Battlefield campaign was kind of jokey, kind of silly, kind of lighthearted? That would really separate them. But um, yeah, a lot of the rumors for this new Battlefield game have really been popping off saying, you know, 120 player matches, 60 v 60, uh, possibly a free to play battle royale component and bigger and better destruction than ever before um the rumor is that they're going back to like bad company era destruction where you could just take individual chunks out of buildings and watch it fall down dynamically rather than just oh we broke a box right in front of you isn't that cool or ooh, levolution it's pre-canned every time um we'll see what that ends up being now here's my question uh this is will this will be my big question do y'all it's I, I feel like it has to come this year. That's non-negotiable. Do y'all think it's gonna release on Game Pass? Because that's the big rumor. Do y'all think it's gonna release on Game Pass A and B? Do you think Call of Duty's gonna be threatened by this game at all? I'm gonna go ahead and start with you, Joseph. What do you think about this one? Uh well, no, Call of Duty won't be threatened by this game at all. Um, I think they won't even care. It's like a, you know, a fly flying around their head. Um, mm-hmm. but Game Pass I can see it. I don't know if it's definite, but you know, if this is not a free-to-play game, I think they're definitely going to have to drop it on Game Pass just to get that player base uh, up and going. Um, so we'll see. Okay, fair enough. What about you, Al? What do you think about those two questions? Um, I definitely think it'll be on Game Pass. Mm. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. I don't have to pay money for this. Hallelujah. <laughs> do you think Call of Duty is going to be threatened by it at all? No. They, they, have, they have their, their, com- like their committed player base that they've grown for the past near 20 years. Fuck yeah, you're right. It has almost been 20 years. God damn it. <laughs> uh, well, you just made me old without realizing it, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a feeling you're right, especially with Warzone being the phenomenon that it is. Unless this battlefield is like really blowing it out the park with an also free-to-play component, I can't see them being threatened, but I can see a lot of people switching over to this one when they're tired of Call of Duty because a lot of people are kind of tired with the whole stagnation of Warzone's updates. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. People, I, I, I just know this because I've seen a lot of videos where people are like, oh, we've been playing on Verdansk for like 13 months and we're tired. And then they blow it up and it's just the 80s version of Verdansk. So it's the same <laughs> damn map with different skins. So I don't know, maybe that'll encourage people to try Battlefield, but... Hey, we'll find out on June 9th, I suppose. Um, I'm going to go ahead and switch this around real quick, just so in case we go over time, I want to give Joseph the time to talk on the more exciting thing. Um, Nintendo Direct, we just got an announcement. It's coming at the end of E3 on the 15th. Uh, what's one thing you are wanting to see, and then what's one thing that you are 
thinking we will see? Uh, oh, yeah. So on my side, uh, I want to see like a Super Mario Odyssey 2 teaser or something like that. You know, I think that was probably my favorite game on the Switch so far. Uh, right up against Breath of the Wild. I think we'll definitely see Breath of the Wild. I think that's almost a guarantee. Uh, so uh, I have a lot of high unrealistic unrealistic expectations for this direct i think we're going to see metroid zelda mario i think we're going to see the whole nine yards because we haven't seen something big from nintendo in a while so it's it's a 40 minute presentation (laughs) i know i know i know i'm going to be disappointed nintendo always disappoints all right over promises under deliver so uh just give me breath of the wild too hot damn all right (laughs) all right breath of the wild too i feel like is a slam dunk i feel like you're gonna get that um you would think right yeah i got I would hope. Um, I, Al, wh- what are you hoping and thinking we will see in this direct? Are you on the same boat where you're expecting everything, knowing you will get nothing? <laughs> yes, like I'm expecting everything, but knowing Nintendo will probably get another Xenoblade Chronicles game. <laughs> Xenoblade 32. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, do you think? Because I think they still have two more Smash characters left in their. Uh, in their season, their second season pass. Do y'all think we're gonna get one of those here? Yeah, we got to right. They, every E3, they drop a character. Who will it be? I don't know. I have no clue. Let's make it Crash Bandicoot. Let's send it home. Put Master Chief in there. I don't know, uh, but I think we're getting somebody. I, I'm just gonna respond to that. I want people to be happy. I want people to enjoy their games. But if Crash Bandicoot appears in Smash then all my hopes for a PlayStation All-Stars 2 will be in the toilet and I will not recover for several days. Because <laughs> they already yeah. have Cloud and Snake. Like, come on, damn it. And Joker. Like, all right. Yeah. Just rebrand Smash to PlayStation All-Stars. You'll be happy. You won't be happy, but that's what you'll have to take. As long as you can acknowledge it. Um, <laughs> what about what about you, Al? What were you going to say for that one? Um, I mean, I'll play Smash. Uh, <laughs> fair enough i mean honestly i don't either i just like watching the people lose their minds when a new character gets announced um d- to be completely real to you i've probably put way more hours into actual all-stars than <laughs> any smash game <laughs> which is a no, travesty you know i know this is an unrealistic expectation but i want to see them put john in smash john who i was about okay. to say john who uh in the fighting game community there's a term called no Johns and it was, it was, there was a a player who would come up with BS reasons why he lost like the something's wrong with the controller or the something's wrong with the screen. I love folks like that. We're putting him in the game. Is that what we're saying? (laughs) I want, I want to see this guy get put in the game. All right, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. All right. Hey man, John's are coming to smash. John trolls his way into battle. I don't know. (laughs) That'd be interesting. I don't know. I'm hoping. I here's what I want, man. They have said Bayonetta three like four to three years ago, and haven't said anything since. Just for the sake of Ty over at uh, over at Uppercut, I just want them to announce Bayo three so they can be happy. I just I want that for them. I just really want it. And I also have been very interested to play Bayonetta for a while because I love Platinum games. So I'm like, give me a reason to just play all these games, Bear. Um, so I want that. I want, I think Bayonetta 3 has the potential to be announced for this year just because it's been so long. But in the case of Metroid, I think that has the potential to um, be shown, but not released, not teased for this year. 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And in Breath of the Wild 2, that's a layup. I, I feel like it's so boring to even talk about that game because at this point it's like, yeah, we're going to see it. <laughs> like, Of course. Really it. Will it come out this year, though? I mean, if, if new hardware comes out this year, it's coming out this year. And that's another thing. I'll say this real quick. 40-minute presentation. We're seeing that hardware this week. There's no way. There's yeah. no way they're going to talk about hardware in that presentation in 40 minutes. We're seeing that hardware this week so that other publishers and developers can talk about their games at E3. Yeah. I, when I saw the tweet this morning, they're like, we're talking exclusively about software. I'm like, guys, you didn't have to do this. You don't, you don't have to make it seem like there is no Switch Pro or I don't know what you guys are doing, but you're doing some Nintendo stuff right now. Just give yeah, us the, the dang hardware. Edging their entire fan base. That's what they do. Um, God, that might not be the best thing to associate with Nintendo. Anyway, um, in any case, the last thing I want to talk about here really quickly is the Coke Media uh, pre-E3 showcase that they got going on here. Now, this is the publisher of games like Saints Row, Dead Island, Time Splitters, Metro, uh, stuff like that. So really, actually, shoot, they put out a lot of stuff. Man Eaters from them, Shenmue 3, Hunt Showdown. Hot diggity damn. Um, in any case, what do y'all think we're going to see here? Because I'm, I'm going to just say mine's up front. Saints Row 5. It's fucking time. <laughs> it's been yeah, time. That'd be cool. Um, I, I'm kind of like, I don't really have a horse in this race. Like, uh, I don't really play a lot of their titles. But if we did see a Saint Ro Saints Row 5, this might be my opportunity to jump in. Otherwise, I, I don't have any crazy predictions. I'm just kind of along for the ride on this one. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'll give you that. Um, Al, is there any like type of franchise or thing that you're hoping or thinking we will see from this one? Yes, uh, Saints 5. More specific, specifically, the Saints 5 that, that's been rumored. Oh, so you think that's going to be real? I want it to be real, man. Ooh, okay. For Just in it'd case be, you haven't... Yo, go ahead. It'd be a nice way to turn the game, like, like to like add a new twist, like a mm -hmm. new... Like breathe new, breathe new life into the game. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. I I do agree with you. That would definitely inject some life into the franchise. But I'm someone who loves Saints Row Four, so that that idea just really grinds my gears. Long story short, what the rumor was was uh that the fact that in the game Saints Row Five would start and it would like be Saints Row Four, but it would zoom out to reveal that it was all like a movie or TV show the entire time, and the game picks up after Saints Row Three. <laughs> interesting so it, it stays with that level of like parody without going super crazy like saints row 4 did okay okay which i think most people would like that but once again i love saints row 4 and so to pull some it was all a dream shit for me at the end of that game would really upset me but i don't know man i i just miss that unique brand of not just humor but also gameplay like you think about it, it's more than the fact that Saints Row hasn't been around. We haven't had an open world modern crime game in a long time. Yeah. Like GTA is the only other one, and that's been 2013 since we got one of those. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. That's the main one I want. Um I, sorry, Graydon, if he's listening to this. I don't think Dead Island 2 is gonna be in this thing. Um or is I, it? I who's working on it? Jaeger's working on it and like does Jaeger even exist anymore? Dan Buster is working on it. Oh, no. oh okay. It might come out then. Because <laughs> Dan Buster can at least put out games. Shout out to Homefront and the Revolution, which is pretty decent. Um, in that case, I feel slightly better about it. Dan Buster's working on it. And 
there's a chance it'll come out and be pretty decent, but eh, I wouldn't expect the greatest anything from it because Jaeger's doing some free to play game that I'm thinking about it. So yeah, you're right. They're doing the cycle. Um, maybe we'll see something from or for time splitters. You know what? I was thinking about that. I, if we see anything from time splitters, it will be a teaser for remakes of the original games, but the teaser would have next year as the date. Cause I don't think they're close to doing, I think they just started working on time splitters. Yeah. So, seems early. Yeah, so like, because they just announced like, oh, we're getting the team back together. And that was like almost a month ago. So if they have something ready, I think it's a far out tease. And I think it's remasters before a new game. So, you know, we'll see how it works out. But I'm excited for whatever they come out. As long I want Saints Row. I don't think we'll get Metro because Exodus is still, you know, fairly fresh in the tooth or whatever you want to call it. Fresh in the tooth? Short in the tooth? Anyway, I said it wrong. <laughs> but in any case, uh, that's enough of the predictions here. We're going to go ahead and transfer to our What We're Playing segment. But first, before we do that, Joe, I know you got to get up out of here. So I want to go ahead and give you your shot to go ahead and uh, pimp yourself. Tell everybody where we can follow you. Tell everybody about the Player Player podcast and all the wonderful stuff you do. Absolutely. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, so uh, every Thursday of every week, uh, me and my buddy Arsene run a podcast called Player Player. Um, where we just get together and talk about any like one specific topic this week we're doing our e3 predictions just like this uh, show is doing but we'll talk about anything like from platformers to specific game reviews to whatever we just have a good time and we kind of have a a chill environment uh, where we try to foster a a nice little community there so if you guys want to check our check us out you guys can go to playerplayerpod.com get all the details there where you guys can follow us on twitter at playerplayerpod um yeah come join the discord come come talk to us come have a good time uh we love to you know grow that community so um yeah i appreciate you guys for having me on uh i'll do my quick what i've been playing go i just beat psychonauts one go play that that game is fantastic mm-hmm. even though it's super dated i i really enjoyed it. i'm looking forward to psychonauts too so um yeah I, i'm i i'm super excited about being on here i hope i can come back on at a later date and uh this was a lot of fun, guys. Oh yeah. This will be the this will be the first, not the last. <laughs> Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, thanks again for ha- for coming on and uh, have a good rest of your day. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. We got some shit to talk about. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. You have a good uh, rest of the show. All right. Peace out. Thank you. And now for the main event. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I get all grandiose when people leave. That's so weird. So uh fun fact about uh, double fine. I oh yeah, tell from- me. I just learned this from last night's watching the bombcast yesterday. Uh, the reason or their name is from uh, Tim Schaefer getting uh, double fines. Oh, um, on the uh, bridge in San Francisco or something. Yeah, making the way from Marin to SF. Mm-hmm. And he he was gonna apparently he was gonna name his band Double Fine. Okay. And then declare the West Coast or de- 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 like declare California. Double fine. Oh like wow! That d- double fine state. Yeah, I get it. That's kind of clever. It's a very Tim Schafer thing. Aggressively Tim Schafer thing. Oh boy, gotta love that. I think there's like, if you like little anecdotes about what uh, double fine productions and how their stuff works, uh, No Clip did a really good interview with Tim Schafer that I think is uh, worth putting into the comments while I search for it. Um, but while I'm doing that. 
uh, this is the what we're playing segment. You know, uh, Psychonauts 1 is what Joseph was playing, but we've been playing some stuff too. Um, some of us older stuff, some of us newer stuff. Actually, hold on, that might be full of shit there. No, we've all been playing pretty new things. <laughs> so yeah, um, Al, I'll go ahead and let you start. Uh, what's one of the games you've been playing this week, buddy? I've been playing more LV21. Okay. I respect that. Keeping the grind on. Well, actually, it's more of I wanted to jump back into it after the review. Mm. Yeah, I saw your review earlier. I didn't realize uh, you had given it not not a super low score, but lower than I would have expected for as much as you play these games. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I won't say the grade we gave Mean Graden like agreed on. Mm-hmm. So, like, so people can actually just go to the site. I'll have it in the description for this one too. Just to cover the basis. Um, the it's like certain things in this game in the game are sort of broken, mm. like trade logic. Oh, okay, yeah, the nitty gritty type stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, Fernando, Fernando Tatis Jr., who is like the best, like he's the number one player in the game in the game right now. I got mm-hmm. him for a closer, like a just a a, a random closer and two D rated pro- prospects. Mm-hmm. Which are very low tier. Okay, that makes sense. And yeah. I was able to. It's basically you can just get away away with the most egregious trades in that game, in franchise mode. Yeah, that does sound kind of broken. Is it like does it just make you overpowered to the point where it's not fun, or is it happening in the opposite direction? Uh, no, it's I haven't I haven't reached the point where it's not, where it's become like mundane. Mm-hmm. I, I've gotten to a point where. Like I'm mainly just stacking my farm system. Okay, fair enough. And I've and I've actually pr- like prior to the review, I've been playing on PS4, on PS4, PS5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And recently, I've been playing on Xbox Series X. Okay. Is that like a majorly different experience or not quite? Well, there's the PS, the Dual Sense. Oh uh, yeah, true. Like what? As I, I think I may, I won't mention it on here. Like when you hit a home run. That is like a a massive one, like a bomb. You'll feel you'll feel it in the controller. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. You've talked about it on the podcast too. Yeah, I remember that. But mm. the thing that I've noticed the most is, like, what I usually do with um, what I did with the PS Five. I would just when I was finished playing a game or so, like when I was finished with the game, I would just save and turn turn off my PS Five. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need to save the game anymore on my Series X because. Quick resume, yeah, it just brings me right back to the state, like to the like the settings. And that I is really, true. And, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I guess I don't need to, I don't have to, I, don't, I do not have to save this game anymore. <laughs> the the thing I will say that is not horrible, but is a little bit annoying, is quick resume is quick resume is great. Of course, we've talked about it on the show before, including right now. Um, and it works when you unplug your system too. So God forbid the power goes out, you still have your game. Um, the thing is, I don't know if they've changed this, but Quick Resume can only hold roughly five or six games in memory at once. If you play another game that pushes that oldest game out of the memory queue, you don't get a notification or anything. So if you're just like swiffling through a bunch of games and just playing a bunch of things, and then you forget that the MLB save is like the third game in the slot and it just slowly slides out. Like, you won't get a notification of that until it's too late. So, 
I would just be aware of that. I don't know how many times you find yourself in that situation. I just am because I bought a bunch of FPS boosted titles just to like see how they look and then realize, oh, fuck, there goes my Far Cry 5 save. Um, but in any case, that's just a small heads up there. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. You probably don't need to save otherwise. Yes, yes, no problem. Because it's, it's happened to all of us. What have you been playing? Um, I have been playing. I'm going to just say this real quick. News is happening right now. I don't know. <laughs> it's not major big news, but um, just a couple side notes that we know from a new Herman Holst interview over at PlayStation. Um, God of War is officially 2022. So thank God. <laughs> That's immediately making a certain fraction of our conversation earlier obsolete. Um, but, you know, it's fine. Um, Horizon Forbidden West is on track to launch this holiday season, but that is not set in stone necessarily. And also the next God of War and Gran Turismo 7 are going to release on PlayStation 4 as well as PlayStation 5. So there's a cap to what you should be expecting from those games, I guess. So, huh? Yeah, news is happening. So E3, man, pre E3 week. Let's fucking go. Love it. Um, but spe- speaking of just fu- let's fucking go. That is a phrase I've been saying a lot while playing Knockout City. Dude, you, you've probably seen me on Twitter just losing my mind about this goddamn game for the last week or two. I, I love this game so much, man. <laughs> like, it is really good. And I'm just going to say right now, before I get too deep into it, Knockout City, I made a review for it. It's on the, uh, it's on the website right now. You can go ahead and read that if you want to know my like super-duper detailed thoughts. But... This isn't something I talk about all the time, but I fucking love dodgeball. Like, that is my favorite sport. And I don't talk about it much because I don't talk about sports that much. But dodgeball is like the sport that I care about in life. Like, I love it so much. And oh my God, it's like the most exciting thing in the world. And once it came out and the fact that it was like really good and everyone cares about it. And it's not like Rocket Arena where it comes out to no fanfare. (laughs) <laughs> I was I was just super ecstatic because I'm so used to like so many multiplayer games coming out. I, I'm Mr. Titanfall too. So of course I'm used to games coming out and being forgotten instantly that I care about. But everyone cared about Knockout City when it came out and it had a massive player base when it started. Two million players played it in that opening weekend. And yeah, it just makes me really happy. Makes me really excited. And the game's just fun as hell, man. It, I just get in there, get to knocking in matches. It's one of those games where I play a lot of multiplayer games just by myself sometimes when I want that itch. But like, usually when I'm doing that, I'm not getting hype. Like if I'm playing Apex by myself, I'm not sitting there like, oh, I just got that headshot. But Knockout City, no one's around to hear me scream, but I'm standing up in my chair like, fuck yeah. I got you around the wall with the curveball. Let's fucking go. It is an incredibly hype game. It turns me into a toxic gamer, and I love it. <laughs> have you have you been able to try it at all? I know it's on Game Pass, but they had that block party where it was free for the first 10 days, so I don't know if you've uh, touched it yet. Uh, no, I haven't gotten a chance to. I, I mean, uh, we made, like... Game night, maybe? Possibly. Okay, yeah. This one is definitely set for a game night, in my opinion. Um... Yeah, we could we could definitely oh my god. My so good news, I muted my phone. Bad news, my headphones for my computer also have Bluetooth that connect to the phone. And I heard a phone call through my ears and got really scared. Um but in any case, uh yeah, I, I think this would be a really good one for a game night just because 
I think we would lose our minds. I think it would be that type of fun time. Um, so yeah, we definitely got to set that up in the near future so we can, you know, get to knocking. But yeah, man, Knockout City, for, for those of you who don't know, it's a dodgeball game, but it's not like typical dodgeball. Think like, it's like you start without a dodgeball, and so you have to run to designated areas on the map to go pick one up, kind of like Quake or any type of arena shooter. But then they have special balls, one of four different or maybe five different special balls that have different properties. They have a bomb ball that has a ticking timer when you pick it up, and then you got to throw it at someone right as it explodes. Then they have the moon ball, which gives you moon gravity. And if you hit someone with it, they fly away way further than normal. Uh, they have the cage ball, which if you get hit with it, you just get locked into the cage of a ball, and they can pick up that cage and throw you off the balcony or hit someone else with it. Uh, and then they have the, what is the other one? The sniper ball, which is just a football that you can just spike somebody with from long range, unless they catch it, which is very hard to do. Um, so yeah, they have all these different balls and all the maps have like a different special mechanic with it. They have like a city map where the big mechanic is you can get hit by traffic and it's really annoying. <laughs> um, they have like a back alley map where there's a bunch of pipes that you can just zip through and go to the other side of the map instantly. Um, and yeah, all the maps, there's like a couple other maps. One has a train in it that you can just get insta-killed by. Uh, all the maps have different mechanics attached to them, and it kind of makes the vibe of all of them different in very slight, slightly different ways. And even when you pick up a dodgeball, it's not just throwing it at somebody. No, it's a lot more complicated than that, because you can just throw the ball at somebody. You can charge it up for a faster throw. You can angle the throw to go around corners or just to throw someone off you can lob it over obstacles to just hit them from the sky um and also your friends and other players can roll up into a ball themselves so you can pick them up and throw them at other players and charge them all the same way and you, if you charge them max then you, you can throw them up in the air for like a predator missile type of attack like from call of duty where they just go up in the sky very high and just drop down and explode around and take out all enemies near them there's a lot going on in this game but i feel like it's presented in a simple enough way to where it's it's hard to get overwhelmed or confused with all the stuff you can do in the game like there's a lot to worry about but it's one of those like you know the basics and you can just handle the basics until you're ready to keep learning advanced techniques it's a it's a very fun game it's very good uh it's on everything switch pc ps4 xbox everything it's on game pass like i said so if you got a PC or if you got an Xbox, hop on it. And honestly, everyone can hop on it because the first 25 levels of the rank are free and then they ask you to pay after that. So go try it out, man. It's worth it's worth the $20 to buy it. Um, and yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about Knockout City. I gave it, you can probably assume the type of score I gave it in my review. But go look at that review because uh, I was very pleased with my time with that game. And I'm just so excited that Dodgeball is back. I'm so fucking excited. <sighs> all right, that that's all I got. <laughs> I love Knockout City a whole fuck ton, man. It's it's really fucking good. Um, but speaking of EA doing good things, what's the other good thing that EA has done in the last couple days? Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Hell's yeah. So yeah, you're still keeping on the train with that one, right? Yeah, I beat Mass Effect One. Put in about twenty two somewhat somewhat hours somewhat hours. And it was mainly me speed. Uh, I I I'm 
I mainly wanted just to get to Max, Mass Effect 2. Mm-hmm. And, and like Raul was helping me like with um certain like certain tips, giving me giving me certain tips. Mm-hmm. And I think after after have to do like a restart to like all the way to the beginning of the game. Ooh, okay. Yikes. And even then, like my Mass Effect one legendary edition character, I was I'm not able to transfer him into two. Wait, why not? I have no idea. It's only accepting the one that I, uh, the save that I downloaded off a website. Oh, that. So you so you're playing on PC then, right? Yeah, I'm playing on PC. Okay. Yeah. There's. I'm not sure why that is because I know for the legendary edition they unified that stuff so it's the same character creator in every game so you just bring them through pretty easily but i don't know that sounds like a pc problem <laughs> and there's also oh, there's actually a problem with the with the game in general mass effect one going into two on every platform including console including pc mm. and like okay. there's a certain there's a certain character in mass effect one conrad Werner, mm-hmm. when you have your encounter with him like a new to finish that quest, it automatically assumes you handled it uh, negatively. Like it's a, like an actual, like an actual like bug within the within the file. Oh, that just assumes you like did the bad karma option on it. It uh, well, it actually assume, assumes both, but defaults to the the inter- intimidate, which is you put he you traumatize him by sh- sh- like by um putting a gun in his face. Fuck, <laughs> yeah, that's dark as hell. And I downloaded a saved editor to fix that. Mm-hmm. And it appears I have to. I thought I thought that if I was playing the game and then edited the save, that it would, I wouldn't have to do a restart. But it's looking like that. Oh damn! I mean, do you think you're gonna actually restart it from Mass Effect One just so you can get the two, or are you just oh, no. gonna say fuck it? I'm I'm just gonna start off. I well. My Mass Effect One character was, I think, level twenty some twenty something, like twenty five, twenty six. The save I downloaded was level fifty five. Okay, yeah, that. Mm. And there's I a don't bonus. know if that'll be worth it. Oh yeah, go ahead. But like, there's a reward for getting for importing a like a level fifty over, I would say, like level uh, character. Mm-hmm. You get like um, bonus materials. Oh, okay, might be worth it. I don't know, man. It, for for me, if I was playing a whole trilogy and something goes wrong with my save, like at the end of the first one, which is the worst one from people, from what people tell me, yeah, that's <laughs> that's not gonna hit for me. Uh, but hey, more power to you. Maybe one of these days I'll go back because I actually had a similar thing. Maybe not quite as similar, but I played Mass Effect One way back in the day when I had access to all the games on PlayStation Three just so I could play through the whole trilogy. And I got like two hours into one before I realized, oh, this combat is bad. <laughs> this combat is bad, bad without the updates. Yeah. Just, um, mm-hmm. Mass Effect 1 and 2 are, they, there's, it's sort of that in-between period, which was uh, Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. Was old Bioware versus current Bioware. What's current Bioware, Anthem? No, um, like the, like a, Mass, Mass Effect 1 was where they were going, like where they were headed in terms of their like the future of the company. Yeah, and Mass Effect Two is where they land, where they stop, like they cemented their footing. 
Okay, makes sense. Well, I'm like Dragon Age Origins was very much like Kotor of Baldur's Gate, and then Dr- Dragon Age Two was very much like Mass Effect Two. Mm, okay, that makes sense. That's I think that's a big reason why people didn't like Dragon Age Two. Well, actually, ironically, this at the Mass Effect remaster or legendary edition has gotten a lot of people asking if if a dragon age like legendary edition will happen Mm. (laughs) that seems i don't know that seems like a not a stretch too far but i just can't see the reason to do that yeah i i don't think it'll happen because those games are even bigger like well one is gigantic plus the expansions Two is smaller, but it's sort of bigger in terms of how much time it'll take. Yeah, true, true. And Inquisition, I'm I'm, I'm still not done with Inquisition. (laughs) A lot of people aren't. Like, just don't even worry about remastering those. Just do a FPS boost to those games on Xbox and call it a day. Well, Dragon Age Origins has, like, on the One X, Mm -hmm. it's enhanced on there. I, th- I think as well as Dragon Age 2. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if I agree with that, but <laughs> then again, I don't have a hat in a Dragon Age ra- race too much anyway, but it is what it is. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens on that front, but um, I'll say that for Mass Effect, I mean, you are enjoying it enough to where, so let me, let me make sure I, I didn't mishear earlier. Are you gonna actually start from Mass Effect One again just to fix that whole issue, or are you just gonna skip it and go to Mass Effect Two? Yeah, I think I'm gonna start over. Okay, <laughs> I'll I'll be praying for you, buddy. Hopefully, now that you know what you're doing, hopefully you can get through a lot of that stuff faster. And if there was any holdups, you can just remember what you did last time, I guess. So, God, you you have more fortitude than me is all I'll say. But um, well, and, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, I go bro- ahead. I uh, romance, like the character I romance in Mass Effect 1 was Ashley. Oh, wow. I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, I got, there's a certain point in Mass Effect 2, like the halfway point, is when you meet up with, like, the either Caden or Ashley. Uh-huh, yeah. And uh-huh. I was like, I was expecting her to look better than she did in Mass Effect 1. She looks worse? <laughs> She looks more or less the same. Oh, okay. Because I haven't seen Ashley, because, like I said, I'm not playing these really, but, yeah. Wow. That's Honestly, just, try, like, get the game on, order, on Origin or Steam. Um, download an, an, like a, download a save of Master 1, like, what, all, all Paragon, and just go from start, start with 2. Like, it's a much better game. Like, it's, it's, the it's the best one of the trilogy i mean i might need i might need to i don't know i feel like if i'm gonna do it they did do a little bit of work on one for the update so i might go back to see if it's just good enough to where i could tolerate it because i saw bless play some because i was on a stream when when he was playing it um it looks acceptable like the combat just didn't work at all originally but now it looks like okay Maybe I can, I've played janky shooters before, like maybe I can deal with this, because I did play Mass Effect 2 back in the day, and it was just, it it was what it was, it just didn't hit me as hard emotionally as I think everyone else got hit, and I never got around to 3, 
So I feel like if I come back, I'm going to, instead of starting with the one I'm familiar with, I think I'm going to start with the one I'm not familiar with. And if I'm suffering through that, then I can at least get the comfort food of two and at least get with the competence of that one. So I don't know. We'll see. I can strategize that later. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but in any case, yeah. But I was just about to say the other game, but Mass Effect is really good. Um, but speaking of weird creatures and such and such, um, yeah, I have been playing Biomutant. Um, and this game, it's it's also really good. I'm not like as over the moon about it as I am for Knockout City, but I'm enjoying it. Um, now, Al, you haven't gotten a chance to touch this one yet either, right? No. Um Right as it came out, I canceled my EA, EA Play Pro subscription. Damn. Wait a second. Shit, I probably should have told you about this when this was going on. Did you hear about the pricing error that happened on EA Play with Biomutant? Uh, no. Okay, it was only up for like two hours or something. But Wario64, shout out to the GOAT, Wario64, he tweeted out that there was a weird pricing error. So there's this pre-order DLC where you get like an extra class in Biomutant, that pre-order DLC is $3 and you can get a 10% discount and it makes it like 270 or something. And for like two hours there, the entire game was listed under the price of that pre-order DLC. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> and I, I jumped on it on Twitter. This was like, I think I had just got home from work or I was just leaving for work, one of the two. But I saw that and I was like, oh my fucking God. And I went to go try and buy it. And it took me like two or three times for it will let me do it. And I was like, all right, thank God. Now I don't have to worry about it. And I snagged it. And there was a, there was a couple minutes there because when it first went through, they fixed it like an hour or two later. And then all of us were waiting and it said, okay, your game will unlock on release day at 1 p.m. And then release day came, 1 p.m. came, and none of us could download it. <laughs> we were like what the fuck's going on we were in that same twitter thread that wario said and and then wario had to tweet out hey so they're having issues with the servers right now so give them a minute so it wasn't until the next day where people started saying hey it's letting me download hey it's popping up in my owned games category and so i'm like fuck it worked so yeah so i finessed an extra copy of biomutant for dirt cheap um but I'm gonna tell you right now, don't even feel too bad, Al. This gives me the type of vibe that this game's gonna be thirty bucks, twenty bucks by the end of the year. <laughs> like it's a budget game, I'll tell you that right now. But uh yeah, I, I guess I should break down why that is. Uh yeah, I'm enjoying it, but it's definitely um it's definitely a double A ass game. Like it feels like I, this was I was gonna tweet this, but then I forgot what it was and didn't tweet it. It kind of feels like if there was a really good PS2 game that everyone thought was underrated, and then they re-released it on PlayStation 3, like it was a remake on PlayStation 3 with all the PlayStation 3 sensibilities of that generation and stuff, and then they remastered that remake and put it on PlayStation 4. That's what this game feels like. <laughs> it feels like it's lost in time, but not specific to any... It feels like it's not from any specific generation. Like, it has the cutesy animals and vibrant world of, like, a Legend of K, which is an old PS2 game that I enjoy, and, like, Ratchet and Clank. It has, like, that type of animal mascot type vibe, but it also has, like, the open world trappings that we're used to from the last generation, unlike 
like PlayStation 3 type stuff where it's like, okay, go around this open world and do all the collectibles and here's some loot here, here's some loot there. Like it has deep, like the the kind of open world formula that was beginning to be set by games like Assassin's Creed 3 and later on with Origins and stuff like that. It has like early PlayStation 4 open world game vibes. Shadow Mordor is actually a really good comparison now I'm thinking about it, Um, just in like the structure of the game. And so it's that it feels like it's an older game and it also it lacks polish just upright um the game's very pretty artistically but like the the actual textures aren't that crazy um if you want to really zoom into the finer details you're gonna find some you know some jank here and there and even the combat itself doesn't feel amazing it's really going for like an over-the-top days gone uh, not days gone over the top devil may cry <laughs> type of vibe there where it's um it, it's it's a lot of enemies on screen and it's a lot of like juggling people in the air and doing parries and dodging and stuff like that it's a lot of uh acrobatics involved but um yeah it's it is it is pretty fun i mean let me ask this real question real quick because i just heard my door knock so i'm gonna go see what's up while i ask you this question what I mean, do you think you're ever gonna pick up the game? Is it something you think you're gonna try? Like, what's what's up with it? I'll definitely get to it one day. Like, I'm 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 not sure which what what day when it'll actually be. But mm. just you know, it seems like something you want to experiment with, but it's not like the most important thing right now. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. And honestly, I don't even blame you for that. Um, it is. It is definitely like a a lower tier game by all accounts. So, you know, it is what it is in that front. Um, I'm enjoying it. I think I think the loot system's pretty good. I think there's a really, really deep crafting system where you like create weapons and there's range guns and stuff, and there's also uh just straight up melee weapons. There's two-handed, there's dual wielding. It's very deep with the crafting and weapon combinations you can get. The only thing I'm a little bit annoyed with in my opening hours because i think i'm only like eight or nine hours in um it is very much so restricted to the types of materials you have so everything costs materials and i'm always low on one material so like when i first started getting the crafting system i was like oh i have all these parts i've been collecting i can really make some powerful things but i don't have any rubber so i have to go find some more rubber in the environment then I make that item once I find enough rubber. And then I'm like, all right, I got, I want to make a, a really cool new gun here. I just got a base part for that. Let's go ahead and use it. And I don't have any wood planks. And so I have to go out and find more wood planks. And that's, that's one thing I'm a little bit annoyed with because you get so many different attachments and add-ons and stuff to add to not just your weapons and uh melee weapons you can also add this stuff to your outfits you have different shirts different pants different shoulder pieces different backpacks and whatnot that you can add all these add-ons to and craft new gear but you get all these add-ons but you don't earn resources at a fast enough clip to be able to use all these add-ons that you're getting so it, it kind of makes it to where you can do so much with this crafting system but the restriction of these resources is a little bit too tight um, and I think they said they're adjusting that because as a recording, there's already a patch out for the PC version that changes a lot of issues that a lot of reviewers and even myself have with the game in its first week. Um, so maybe that's going to be changed as well. 
I just I wish there was a way to get resources off of enemies because when you kill enemies, most of the time they don't drop anything. And then the rest of the time they'll drop like a fruit snack that you can eat for health or another piece of loot, <laughs> like another shirt or another add-on for some armor piece or something. They'll drop that, but they'll never drop any materials. It's very, very rare for the materials. So I I hope they twist that knob a little bit more in the direction of give me more materials so I can use this crafting system more. Cause that's where the, really where the fun is. Like I created like an electric sword and I created, what did I create? Like a flame gun that shoots saw blades that sets people on fire. It's, it's really fun, but I feel like once I get into the actual moment to moment combat, it, it's, it's, it's fun. It's satisfying. It's good, but like, it could be better weapons don't hit as hard as you would think like if you created a laser sword you would or not laser sword lightning sword you would imagine it it's supposed to hit harder than it actually is um and so things feel a little bit like like it does damage and it does a lot of damage but like the impact of the hit isn't quite as strong um and they said they're addressing that in this latest patch as well which is why I'm probably going to wait a little while until the patch comes to PS4 so I can play with those new updates but yeah the impact on some weapons does not really hit as hard as i would like and uh a big pet peeve of mine so people have talked about this in all reviews on this game and every time they talk about it instead of the game having different voice actors for different characters there's one narrator that narrates the entire game including everyone's dialogue and that's a cool idea and that's a really cool concept that I'm really impressed that they stuck with. But the side effect is, of course, it's hard to agree, it's hard to connect to all these characters if they all have the same voice technically. But also, he's translating these characters, not just talking over them. So like you'll hear a little bit of their gibberish talk that kind of sounds like Simlish. You'll hear that for like a good two or three seconds, and then the narrator will talk. And that is so annoying because it feels like you're wasting a good three seconds every time you're trying to hit the button just to go to the narrator and then you you're always like missing the timing because sometimes the narrator some the gibberish isn't the same amount of time every time sometimes it's like one second of gibberish sometimes it's five seconds of gibberish and then you'll hit the button three seconds into the gibberish thinking all right i'm going to switch to the narrator then as you're pressing the button, the narrator starts talking, you press X and you skipped all the narration. So you don't know what he said in that line. And it's just, it's, it's frustrating things like that, where this game's doing so much. Like they're doing combat, they're doing open world, they're doing a, a lot of faction stuff. Like I'm uniting tribes and whatnot and all the like unique weapons that I can collect and stuff. They're doing so much with this game, but you know, it's just not, none of it is done perfectly, which is fine. I was, I was expecting that from this game. I was expecting a jack of all trades, but I wasn't necessarily expecting them to master any of them. But like I said, I'm enjoying the game. It's really hitting a good comfort food vibe with me where I just want a pretty world to explore and it's giving that to me. And now that I'm expanding my character and really upgrading things a lot more, it's uh it's hitting the spot for me and so yeah i think i'm gonna play it more i think i'm gonna take a break for a little while and play some more days gone because i did go back to that and i think i'm gonna try and get back into resident evil 8 village so i can beat that and be part of that conversation on the internet but yeah once that patch comes out i'm gonna play some more biomute because 
I, I want to see what combat does with the patch. And they said they're going to update it so that that whole gibberish before the narration doesn't become a thing. Like you can just turn off all gibberish. So it's just a narration the whole time. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see what the patch brings. And it seems like they're going to be updating a lot more stuff very soon after the game has come out. So uh, yeah, can't wait to see what Experiment 101 has up their sleeves with the rest of this game. So yeah. It's a, it's an interesting one. We'll, we'll we'll see how it works. So um yeah, I think that's everything on the Biomutant scale, and I think that's everything on the podcast pretty much. Because uh, I have my little brother. Uh, long story short, my little brother came in here while I was recording. He, we got him a PS5 for his graduation. So yay, exciting. Um, he's playing Miles Morales, and his controller isn't connecting to the system and i'm not sure what's up with that and i'm gonna be real mad if there's an issue so um i'm gonna go solve that after we're done recording so let's go ahead and uh get to the housekeeping segment here um let me go ahead and pull up the doc because i was not looking at it uh so yeah here's what we got for housekeeping um of course like i said earlier Go ahead and follow Joseph on the Player Player Podcast. Of course, you can click his name in the description. Now I'll take you to his Twitter. Um, but also the Player Player Podcast. It's a nice, good, chill podcast where, you know, just dudes talking about games. And it's it's very relaxed in a way that I appreciate. So uh, give that one a gander. Give that one a listen. It's on Spotify. The link's in the description. Um, other than that, we have uh, one of our roundtables over at VGU.TV. Uh, we're just talking about our E3 expectations, some things that we want to see. I, I already talked about it in this podcast. You know the main game that I want to see this year, but all of us talk about some really interesting things and a, a lot, a good diverse set of things there. Um, and I think Al participated in that one too. So yeah, we we both get to throw down about some E3 stuff we want to see. So I did, yeah. I did some spectating, or I what's the term? Spectating. Spectate? Oh, so speculation? Speculation. Uh, I did some speculation over what possible studio of my, oh, that Microsoft has that that could be could possibly be making the the rumored Mandalorian game. Mm-hmm. God, are you thinking this Mandalorian game is going to be Xbox exclusive? Yeah. God no! I ooh, chaos in the fucking streets. I mean, then again, Spider Man is PS4 exclusive, but oh my god. I think they would get mad in the same way that Tomb Raider being exclusive got people mad. So, oh no, we'll see. I ain't gonna hold my breath, but we'll 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 watch the chaos and see. <laughs> I'm very excited. Um, so yeah, if you want to see uh, our thoughts on that and our thoughts on some other games, go ahead and check that one out. Um, I also have the review that I wrote for Knockout City Dodge Ballin. Uh, go ahead and check that one out. I'm very proud of that one. That one was kind of just. I was thinking about the game a lot, and I sat down and wrote it very quick. Oh, I'm putting all my thoughts real quick right now. Let's go. Um, and so, yeah, very excited to share that one with the world. And people have been enjoying the review. So go ahead and give it a gander. That's down there in the description. Um, we have two sets of videos from Graydon. Which yeah, I can, is... I can explain these. He mentioned, he, I asked him that, like, what, what's going on with this yesterday when we were doing when. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Game Olympics is uh game like little like mini like a mini let's play for a, like for for like the game being a sports game that you've never like a sports game for a sport you've never paid any attention to oh okay i got you and i'm sure and i 
I'm trying to talk him into doing um, the Olympic Games game with uh, the. And I told him if I, if need be, I'll Venmo him uh, money to pay for the Sonic DLC. Oh, <laughs> I was because, just about to say. Yeah, because I, I like I really want I legitimately want to see that. Yeah, that would be that would be very hilarious. I mean, honestly, technically, we could put this under Game Olympics for Knockout City too. I mean. It's not an Olympic sport, but neither is football. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think we can go with that. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's a good idea for a uh, for a Let's Play series here. Um, and he, the first two here are Madden NFL 18, um, which is a random Madden to just do. I think they're at, like, 21 or something or 22. Um, or just 21. I'm thinking about it now. Uh, and so Madden 18 is the first one. And then the next one down there is NHL 20. Uh, both of those are from Graydon. Both of those are probably going to be a little bit wacky knowing him. So uh, go ahead and give those a gander. Some good stuff there. Um, another video we have on our YouTube channel, uh, Samurai Jack Battle Through Time Part 7. Uh, still toiling away at this one. Um, two more left. Ten more left? No, two more. Oh, two more. Okay, I was about to say ten more. I, this game's longer than I thought. Um, but yeah, two more sounds about right. Yeah, Samurai Jack coming to an end once again. Oh, boy. R.I.P. that fandom. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. the show. Shout out to the fandom that still likes the show. Um, but in any case, we'll keep moving on from there. I want to see... I'm going to watch this one later. This fucking baby's first Let's Play, Race with Ryan with Sutton. This is like... I saw this pop up and I was like, what in the Sam Hill is this? That's another one from Graydon. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I was ha I mean, ha like I was doing, I was talking in the chat about, like in the in the Snapchat about getting some garbage sh shovelware games to do some LPs of, and I have one of them, uh, like within reach. It's MA Men in Black Alien Crisis. Oh my god! <laughs> and he he made a he made an intro for that. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Baby's that's first let's play, and he's playing race with ryan with his sister yeah which is that's sweet i think that is precious and a good reason to watch but like looking at this game i'm i'm looking at the video right now it starts with live action footage of this kid and his family well that's what's it's based on uh well yeah this person uh ryan something uh has a show on i think nickelodeon or something probably or disney it gives me Paw Patrol vibes, so I'm gonna say Nickelodeon. But like the the thing I'm not understanding is live action, and then there's like animated like animals talking to him through Skype, and then the gameplay is a kart racer that doesn't have the art style of either thing. Yeah, it's, like, it's and the thing is, it's our highest viewed video so like recently. Yeah, <laughs> over the past <laughs> ever since it went up, it's it's gotten like 12 views so far. And I'm like, I'm, yeah. I, who is this for? It's number one. It has 13 views and 13. it has four likes. I think a lot of people who watched it <laughs> liked it. So I'm like, dude, what the hell is going on? And I don't know if this is because I don't know if he marked this as a safer kids video or not. But like if he did, I imagine everyone in the YouTube for kids app is finding this video and it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> mom, I want this. I don't know what a PlayStation 4 is, but I want this damn game. Um, 
it's just incredible, man. It's incredible. And I'm I'm thinking about it now. If we're doing these types of let's plays too, I got some cheap platinums that I've been wanting to run through that can give me a good excuse to run through those for the sake of this series. So I might do that sometime soon. That sounds really interesting. He says as he has several Ratchet and Clank games he promised to stream a long time ago. Um, but hey, that might be in the future. We'll see about that. But yeah, so that's another video we have there. Um, Alan, we got another video from you where you talk over some more Pokemon. That's down there in the description as well. Um, uh, Graydon did another killer edit job. Hell yeah. I feel like, like he, everyone's getting better with editing. Yeah, like he... Um, all right, I just offhand said... This character is is very much an edge lord, and he did the thing of with the 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 shades like falling into place. Oh, <laughs> and just like edge lord, and I think red font. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Like I said, getting getting better with little you know little tricks like that. Gotta love it. So yeah, you want to see some more Al and Pokemon? Give it a gander. This is uh is this Let's Go? Oh, no, this is S.H.I.E.L.D. This is S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Yeah, I see it here. All right, then. So, yeah, go ahead and give that a gander to some more Pokemon stuff. Um, the last episode of my uh, Before the Storm Let's Play went up since the last episode of this podcast. Uh, episode, or I guess part 37. This is the last episode where I played through the Farewell DLC. That was part of Life is Strange Before the Storm. Oh, my God. That ending hit me like a fucking truck. And I think you said this earlier, Al. I think you said that at the end of the DLC and everything, I'm going to not think that Max is a great person anymore. And yeah, I kind of feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely feel that at the end of this DLC. And I don't want to spoil it for people who either haven't played the game or want to watch the Let's Play, but go ahead and give that a gander because that'll change your perspective on Max Caulfield. That's all I'm saying. And um, also... Uh part one or part one of episode one of love is strange 2 lp is by graden is on the channel as well oh okay i thought that was still uh scheduled here i'm gonna go ahead and add that too yeah great i saw that graden had like like 20 episodes of this thing scheduled already i'm like damn yeah he has it he has it going and right now it's going into it's episode four is in like four part one is in like july like mid-july too hells yeah <laughs> gotta love it yeah he he is on his shit so good for him on that so yeah i have the link to that one as well is it working okay there we go i would like to replace the url please girl oh wait what's what is this okay i've done something in google docs i'm gonna figure that out but <laughs> life is strange 2 episode one part one of his let's play you can see Graydon play some life is strange so yeah go ahead and get on that now that you've seen all of before the storm now it's time to move on to the next one so give that a gander um but in any case yeah um i'm pretty sure that's everything oh wait i didn't talk about your uh the mlb review that i had mentioned earlier in the uh, yeah, that co-op review is down here. If you want to give that one another look, see what he rated that one as he was talking about it. Um, here's a hint. It's not a perfect score. <laughs> but, you know, you'll see how unperfect it is. It's not that bad, but, you know, it is what it is. In any case, um, we're going to go ahead and bounce out here. I got to see what's up with my little brother's PS5 and then go to work in a couple couple hours god in one hour so i'm gonna go figure those things out uh al thank you for hopping on again with me 
Oh boy. Wait a second. <laughs> Hold up. Did Al Okay, Al got kicked out of the call or something? He might be offline. Yeah, he is definitely not online. His computer might have went off or something. I'm going to see what's up with him, but I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording. <laughs> Since we're at the end of the show anyway, you know, no harm, no foul. It's all good. But um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Of course, thank you to Al for hopping on with me. As always, thanks again to Joseph Hooper for coming through, getting a nice, calm, cool, collected guest on the show. Uh, very much so appreciated. And yeah, we're going to go ahead and hop out of here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for everything. And yeah, we'll see you in the next episode of the Players Club Podcast. I've been Emmett Watkins Jr. And as I always say, keep it real, keep it true. And play on player. Until you got to dip out, and then Al, you and me can do our what we're playing segment right after. Sound good? Yeah, and is, is something up with your voice? You know what? I noticed that myself. <laughs> I, I think say, it's because I'm um, earlier. It sounds, it sounds deeper. Yeah, <laughs> I felt that because there was something in my throat. So I was like trying to cough it out. But I was like, maybe it's just because I've been awake for less than two hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> My voice just still that. stuck in morning mode. I feel <laughs> like the same thing's happening to me right now. Yeah. It's weird. I I didn't I didn't ask for this, but I'm gonna take advantage of it. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I don't know. No, I went through puberty last night. Actually, y'all, I'm, I'm 13. Congratulations! Anyway. Congratulations! <laughs> Gee, thanks. Oh boy.